welcome to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast, where we talk about how we partner with God to grow in our faith. I'm Jeremy, and today's episode, we'll be talking about a topic that's often difficult for a lot of us. We'll be talking about evangelism. But before we get into all of that, please take a moment and listen to how you can help support the podcast. I'd like to send a big thank you to all the listeners of the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. You've all been a tremendous blessing as I've gotten encouraging words from you about the podcast. If you're interested in helping to support the podcast, here are a couple of different ways that you can do that. Number one, you can help support us financially. Your support helps to support the time, energy, and resources needed to make the podcast go. You can give financially by going to anchor.fm backslash holy awkward silence. At the top of the page, you will see a button that says support. Click it, and it will allow you to set up monthly contributions. The second way you can help is to share the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to help out the podcast grow. You can do so easily by clicking the share button and inviting others to listen to the podcast on your social media feeds. Third, you can help us out by praying. Pray that people will find the podcast, will listen, and will grow in their faith. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to help out the Holy Awkward Silence podcast in whatever way you can. And welcome back to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. In this, in this episode, we're going to talk about evangelism. In my time in ministry, I found that Christians are generally afraid of a couple of things. One, they're afraid of praying in public, particularly in front of a congregation. And two, they're afraid to share their faith with others. Now, there have been all kinds of programs, trainings, seminars, books, Bible studies, and courses that have been offered to help people learn how to share their faith. But all that time, energy, and resources put towards those things really hasn't seemed to mitigate the fact that lots of people are afraid to share their faith. There are lots of reasons people are afraid. They're afraid of getting laughed at or mocked because of their faith. They're afraid of being rejected by people that they love, or perhaps they're afraid of being rejected by strangers. They're afraid of saying or doing the wrong thing. And they're afraid of not having the answers to difficult questions. Maybe these fears are familiar to you, or you experience them, uh, experience them yourself, or Maybe you have your own set of fears that get in the way of you sharing your faith. So one of the things that many of us have to do is learn to figure out how to deal with the fears that stand in our way. I think one of the key elements is understanding that it is not about being fearless. We all have fears. We're human. The challenge for us is to be honest with ourselves. We need to name the things that make us afraid and figure out why they scare us. This takes a lot of intentional self-reflection, but it's work that needs to be done. Now, 
sometimes that work can be done on our own and sometimes we need the help of, of others to, to help us see these things more clearly. Fear is it's a powerful motivator. It can be powerful or so powerful that it can motivate us into inaction and keep us from doing the things that we know are important. So we need to be able to know our fears, to confess them, and understand why those fears often control our behavior. When we, when we begin to do that work, again, either on our own or in cooperation with others, we begin the process of transitioning from being motivated by fear to being motivated by love. When we can name our fears and understand how they work in us, we can ask God to help us with them, to heal us from those things that keep us afraid and to help us to be motivated by our love for him and others instead of our fear for what they will think of us. And then when we get a grip on our fears, not necessarily eliminate them, but learn not to be controlled by them, we begin to see how those things affect us we begin to move forward and find that in those moments where we are afraid, love is greater than fear. God is greater than what we fear. And even if your worst fears are realized, maybe you're laughed at, maybe you're mocked, or you're asked a question that you don't know the answer to, it doesn't matter because ultimately, your identity doesn't rest in what they think of you. It rests in Jesus Christ. And there is absolutely nobody that can change that. And I think another part of the, the struggle for, for folks in doing evangelism is not knowing how to do it. We've complicated it and have forgotten that it is simply the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ then there's no better way to, to communicate that than by sharing your own story. When I talk to folks about evangelism, I challenge them to get to know their story of how Jesus entered into their lives and, and changed them. To learn how to recognize who they were, to see what happened when Jesus entered into their lives, and to share about how they are different now. I like to encourage folks to come up with a quick 30-second story, a, a three-minute story, and a 30-minute story about how God has been at work in their lives. And I encourage them to, to look backwards, to see those moments where they have seen God's grace at work, to, to see those places where he has, has saved them, to, to see those places where he has transformed them. I encourage folks to incorporate scripture into that and to highlight the ways that they can clearly see how God has shown up in their life and how God has been faithful in their life every step of the way. And I encourage them to write it down, edit it, memorize it, and adapt it as God continues to work in their lives. It's a story that's always going to be evolving as folks learn and grow. And the story that you tell others should reflect that. Now, oftentimes people will be tempted not to incorporate the, how should we say, the warts 
uh, or the negative components of their lives. And, and I tell people, don't avoid those things. That that adds to the story. It makes it more real. When we sanitize our stories, people know that because we all have experienced, or when we live this life, we know that people make mistakes, oftentimes really bad ones. And so I encourage people not to sanitize their stories. I encourage them not to hide the blemishes, but to incorporate those things into their stories because it, it makes it real, it makes it genuine, and it makes it that much more beautiful. When you incorporate your uh, negative uh, behaviors, when you incorporate sin into the equation, when you incorporate those things that are unsanitized, it shows that much more the goodness and the greatness of God to bring redemption, to bring freedom, to bring hope. When you tell others the story of God's work in your life, you're proclaiming the truth of the gospel. Sharing your faith doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. However, it does take being in a relationship with others. It takes investment. And it needs to be accompanied by love and service to others. If love, compassion, and service are missing from your life, people aren't going to buy what you're telling them. A transformed life can't be marked by cruelty, legalism, and judgmentalism. The hallmark of a changed person is their commitment to love God and to love their neighbors. And at the end of the day, people need to hear and they need to see. It's all well and good to share your story, but if your actions don't back it up, then your story of transformation falls flat. It rings as inauthentic or false. Now, once you get those two things figured out, learning to share your story and learning how to live out that transformation, the rest you can learn along the way as you grow. You'll learn that it's okay not to have all the answers. In fact, I promise you, you won't. The key is, is honesty and integrity and learning to say, you know what? I don't have the answer to that question, but let me find out. Or better yet, why don't we find out the answer to that question together. Now, to help you process some of this, here are some questions for you to, to consider and, and, and to reflect upon. Number one, what are you afraid of when it comes to evangelism? Number two, why am I afraid of those things? Number three, in what ways do those fears stand against what God tells me about who I am and about who he is? Number four, how well do I know my own story of redemption? Number five, when was the last time I shared that story with someone who isn't a believer? Number six, who's one person I can share my story with this week? Thanks so much for listening to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. 
Until next time, may God grant you peace and grace. And may he instill within you a deeper love for him.